Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. So many great moments. Oh, here we go. Thrill. So many thrills. Oh, hang on. So many spills. And we're underway. Triple M is proud to present MG's Rugby League Rundown. Yeah. Hey, let's run it down. MG, how are you, sir? I'm very well, mate. How are you? Another another quiet week of rugby league. <laughs> well, look, it's it's quiet from a player's perspective, which is disappointing because we are still in the midst of this media boycott and yep. you and I have made our feelings plain about that previously. We're not going to disappear down a, a CBA rabbit hole, but I did want to get your thoughts because for the first time in what feels like a very long time, we heard the opinions of Peter Volandis on this mm. during the week and and you kind of hope that St. Peter would come in and, and, you know, part the seas and manage to, you know, well, for lack of a better, better metaphor, take us to the Holy Land. It seems he's gone on with a tank of petrol and poured fuel on the bloody fire. What's going on? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, uh, Liam. I think that this whole saga has dragged on for way too long. And, and, and it's probably been the first time that in Peter Valandi's tenure that he hasn't got the results he wants. Um I, I'll put my hand up here. I've, I'm, I've kind of got fingers in three pies here. I've, I've, I'm an ex-player. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a league lover, and I've got a son who's involved in the, you know, in the Penrith setup as you know in the New South Wales Cup. So, and you're a member I, of the media, I, you know, yeah, who yeah, pays to be a part of this game. Yeah. So I, I, I obviously listen to my young bloke about you know what they're hearing at training and. Uh, I listen to what fans are saying as a fan. I listen to what ex-players are saying. I listen to what the media are saying. And I put it all together, and I've still got no idea what's going on. <laughs> I honestly don't. All I know is it's a bad, bad look for the game. It's a bad look for the NRLW, who we want to promote the hell out of because this is such a, a groundbreaking season for them, but we don't hear anything from them as well. We missed out on their season launch because of this debacle. Now we're looking like the Dallium will be gone as well. We're looking... Daly Cherry Evans has had one of the most checkered careers and one of the most illustrious careers in the NRL. Plays his 300th game this weekend, but no one can talk to him. It's it's abysmal. It's a shame. And I'm not blaming anybody. I'm blaming the whole lot of them. I'm blaming them all together. I'm blaming Newton. I'm blaming Abdo. I'm blaming Volandis. I'm blaming... I'm blaming how it got to this. How did we... How, how have we not got a CBA in place in a, in a competition which is so lucrative? I... Well, for the life of me, I don't know. I, all I know is that if they can't sort something out really soon, they've both got to have a look at themselves in the mirror. And I, I talk with Newton and, and Abdo and think to themselves, am I the right man for this job? Because at the moment, nothing is happening. It's like pushing you know, shit up a hill. It's, it's just not happening. It's just, it doesn't look like happening. Great take, by the way. I, that, and I didn't, I didn't even think about the fact that you, you have a son that is a part of this as a player yeah. in MAV. Yeah. Here's the other thing, right? Netball in this country has been a laughing stock for the better part of 12 months with what yep. they went through with the Gina Reinhardt sponsorship, with what they have gone through with Collingwood now pulling the pin and having to find another team and, and the, the monetary situation, the CBAs. They have been, I wouldn't yeah, say I completely rightfully criticised, but they have, they have copped a big amount of criticism as a sport because of the situation that they found themselves in over poor management. Rugby league's in the same spot. We're exactly the same spot. Rugby league is in the exact same situation as netball right now. And I, I worry that for 
for all the ground that, that Clint Newton and Andrew Abdo are respectively fighting for, for all the territory that they're fighting for in this negotiation right now, the damage that is done long-term, you know, the, the wounds and the scars that get left after this battle. Can't be healed. That, that's, I, I don't, they I wonder if, if they've sat down and considered that, right? Yes, we want this and I want that and you want this and we want that. But w- what about five years down the track yep. when we need to negotiate a new CBA? Yeah. And 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 all of a sudden the negativity resurfaces and all these wounds are reopened because we've never healed over this. So anyway, we could talk Let's... and hypothesize about this all podcast, but I just want I just want to be able to talk about the game. Yep. Well, someone so, we, we we have to because the players can't. Um, so <laughs> yeah. and, and I, you know, for the life of me, and the, no, this is the last thing we'll say about it today. I, I just think that. Um, it's something that's dragged on for so long. If they're not getting a resolution, I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. I asked David Riccio this morning on our show in Sydney, what, what's next? What do we do next? He said, well, no one knows. Because every time, so Volandi's come out yesterday and now Clint Newton come out on um, the Today Show this morning and, and, and basically spoke in circles, like everyone's speaking in circles. Yeah. The, they're not telling us what we want to hear. And that's that we're going to, you know, resolve this thing and we're going to get every, everyone's going to get what they want because, you know, Valandi's bagged Newton about, you know, disrespecting Polynesian players because yeah. he didn't want to, I don't think, he, I don't think Clint Newton's no. disrespecting Polynesian players. What does that comment think, achieve? What, what, like, what does that anything. comment achieve yeah, except that, to kind of, infer racism on behalf of the RLPA? And they're not that. They're not that. <laughs> we keep hearing a lot of players, a lot of commentators uh, are saying that 90% of the players don't know what's going on. I beg to differ. I beg to differ. They, they know exactly what's going on. And I would say that it's more like 60 or 65% who are probably up in the air going, oh, you know. But it's, it's a problem. Um, but thank God we've got rugby league tomorrow night. Uh, and in round 21, as we as we round the bend, we head towards semi-final action. There's a few teams that are – I think there's about seven teams that are in the hunt to, to get try and fill three positions. And it's going to be a fantastic watch, Liam. Let's rip into it. We'll rip into the round 22. Good round of footy on the way. And MJ, I can tell you, I've been hard at work on the ladder predictor. And I have got, and I might do this each week for you because you yep. went to the effort of last week of doing it. I might do this on the run home. I, I, might sh- I went to the effort of last week and leaving my paper at, at Triple M. So I'm here at home doing my show, doing this podcast, mm. and um, I, went, I went through all of it. I went through with Tony mm-hmm. Soprano. I said, okay, let's go through this. This ladder predictor, yeah. and I went through it. And I went the f- the first prelim finals, and and in the end of it, I, I actually got a Penrith and Warriors grand final. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm after the round we just had, and and, and I think we've got a, we will have a chance after each week after you go through your predictor, you'll you'll yep. have a chance to make one amend amend amendment amendment. To it. Okay, well, because here's the thing. you It's a bit like how I reckon how you would have rolled with your math test back in the day is that you got Not the cheating. answer and the teacher said, show me your work, and you're like, oh, no. Oh, sorry, hold no. it. Move your hand, Steno, move your hand. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, um, whoever was sitting whatever, next to you. Whatever you got. <laughs> well, I have I have got a, a week one of finals prediction that based on a certain way of thinking that I'll share with you uh, before we finish up today. Let's rip into round 22, the Gabba. The Gabatoir, as it's known for the Brisbane Lions, can it be uh, a house of pain for the Roosters? They travel to the River City to take on the Broncos, who just doing their thing, doing doing their thing. And, and this week, um, 
you know they get uh, they get some uh, soldiers back. Tom Tom Flegler back into the side. Uh, well, he's named amongst the uh, the reserves, so I don't know if he's actually is he been named on the field. Uh, he's, he's he has, I beg your pardon, he has yeah, been named in the, in the starting row. side. So Tom Flegler back into that side uh, is a, is a huge in. Both these teams were ultra impressive last week, and granted, South were out were, were without Latrell, which is a big out. T- uh, the Titans were, were without. Uh, Tino, which is another big out, but the Roosters and the Broncos both scored 36 points, and they both look really good doing it. Um, oh, this is a this is a mouthwatering game. This is one of the best Thursday nights game I can think mm. we've had for a while, because the Roosters, not just mathematically, but they can still make the eight. They can still make the eight if they have a big run between now and the end of the season. And I can't wait to hear where you've got them coming uh, later <laughs> on in the Flanagan, the Flanagan report. Um, <laughs> the Broncos, on the other hand, they're just doing the do. Uh, Reese Walsh's inclusion last week was just sparkling. The try he scored was electric. Everything he does on the footy field is just is just is class. And having mm. him at fullback is the reason why the Broncos are where they are. Sure, you know, the Cobos and the Carrigans and, um, and all these other players, and especially the, the Adam Reynolds of the world, do their job. But Having a fullback so electric and having a fullback who's so fast and you don't know what he's going to do next, it's, it just mm. makes the defensive line just wait and, and watch. And that's where they've been pouncing the Broncos. I think the Broncos will win this game, um, but I don't think the Roosters will go away without without a fight. This this forward battle is is going to be yeah. electric. When you got Flegler and Haas going up against mm. Collins and Warrior Hargrave, your locks, Paddy Carrigan and Victor Radley, Victor the Inflictor back in for the right. Roosters. Victor's back. Uh, the Butcher Boys as well, Capewell, it is it is a rip. And Brandon Smith as well, obviously, the Hectic Chiefs. This is a great, great forward battle. Here's a bold prediction for you. You're tipping the Broncos. I'm tipping you won't see. I know we're still in July, I believe, by the time this game kicks off and there's the promotion where they raise money for charity. You won't see a single backflip from a Broncos player if they score. I no. don't know if the – according to my man Dobbo, I don't think the backflips went down too well with the coaching staff. Okay. Ahead of finals, I don't think that they were super keen on the yeah, idea okay. of risking injury. Yeah, doing a, performing a, a gymnastics, synesmosis or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, West Tigers bunnies Friday night. Great to see the game going to the bush as well. Tamworth, uh, the land of the golden guitar. Bunnies need this one. Latrell's back in, but the bunnies need this one. They do need it, and um, they, were, they were pretty awful, awful last week against the Broncos. They just didn't kind of have a spark and. The fact that they've they've lost their home ground for the because of the the women's World Cup means that they're playing out of a suitcase for the next five or six weeks, which could could you know work in one of two ways. It can be it can be a very big distraction, or it could be an interaction between both the the players who kind of don't talk too much about different things, and on the road you're forced to. But yeah, this is another one that they've got on the road. Um, you'd think look, you think the Rabbitohs would prevail. Um, but the Tigers last week were pretty strong. They, they showed a bit against the Dragons. The Dragons, in the end, were um, it, was, it was Zach Lomax's brilliance who who threw that pass, one of the passes of the year for a try. And but the Tigers, you'll you'll bet your bottom dollar will be in this. But I think South in the end will be way too powerful. I think we'll probably cover this in a couple of weeks once the once we get you know the the ladder sorted. It, it's starting to make me sick the West Tigers and seeing them at the foot of the ladder again. Like you know, I'm starting to get a really ill feeling yeah. in my gut looking yeah. at this club and where they're at continuously. Like it, we used to joke about them always finishing yeah. ninth. And now the joke is becoming that they're always down the bottom of the ladder. It's starting to become a concern. Um, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I agree. But there, yeah. there is, there is some, you know, some sunset on the, some sun shining on the way that 
the couple of the, the two Fenu brothers who signed through the week and yes, Abby, you Abby lo- and you love Buller. You Abby Abby, Bull- Abby re resigning for an extended period of time for another three years and and yeah, you're right, Jer- Jer- Jereen Buller. You love I think him. we'll get the I think we'll be the rookie of the year. So that's some, nice. that's something to, that's something to kind of you know hit your wagon to. Green shoots, love it. Uh, second Friday night game, Storm at home with the Eels coming to town oh. and the Eels finding a bit of form. Well, not really. They got beaten last week by the Cowboys. That's true. Um, uh, they... Prior to that, the week before that, when they pants my uh, my Titans. Yeah, but that was well, they didn't again. Pants them, that was, 25, was a, again. It was a field goal. And this Why did time, I think the Eels were in form? They've been, they've been you shit. Might be about, you might be thinking about the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> Maybe I was thinking about the Cowboys. But you're right. Um, Melbourne were probably beaten by the upset of the year, I would say, last weekend. The Newcastle Knights, 26-18. to 18. It was the, the Storm 12-0 up. You kind of you put your house on them to win this game. But, um, look, Caelan Ponga's form of late has been fantastic. Bradman Best in coming, since coming back from... State of Origin has kind of grown three inches in height and, and strength. And, and then they, the Knights scored 24 unanswered points against the Melbourne Storm, which is a big, big message to the rest of the teams trying to vie for that top eight spot. Mm. Um, I, I feel for Parramatta in this game because Melbourne did get beaten last week, and you can imagine the week they've had at training. Sean Lane, the, the hapless Sean Lane, is out oh. with another nearly, I think, season-ending injury. If, yeah. if I'm not sure what it is. But all of a sudden... Um, Still with uh, Dylan and uh, Brown yet to come back in, the, their forward pack's starting to look a little bit fragile because of the fact that uh, Josh Hodgson through the week, if you didn't hear, um, he's uh, looks like retiring from the game, um, and you've got Andrew Davy taking the spot of, of Sean Lane with a with a kind of a, a bench that's uh, yeah, Ryan Madison's still on the bench. He's, that's that's a strong strong point, but I've got to look at Melbourne in this one and think that Melbourne are going to be way too strong at home. Sean Lane dislocated elbow as well for play, for people dislocated playing away. That's six, that's six weeks, yeah. He probably doesn't get back. Um, and, yeah, as you say, the neck injury for um, Josh Hodgson um, back in round 13 looks like, you know. Medical, medically uh, retirement? Medical yeah, medical retirement. retirement. And then when you add the Dylan Brown fiasco as well, it's just not it's just not the year for Parramatta. It's just it not the year for it. Parramatta. It doesn't so, look like it, no. Um, Nelson being out will be a big one for the Storm, though. They'll yeah, miss him. yeah. Big time. Raiders, Knights, this is the 3 o'clock game, Saturday afternoon, the nation's capital. Um, Raiders just, it's their position on the ladder, and I'll get to it at the end of the where I see them finishing. Um, but I still feel like Ricky, Ricky's confidence in this team, I don't think anybody probably realises just how confident he is in, in this team team and what they can achieve this year. And I think the Jack White and State of Origin, the rep retirement, um, uh, and it's, it's been enormous. It's been yeah. enormous for this Raiders outfit. Yeah, and they went over went over across the ditch to Warriors, and they got beat 21-20 last week, but they went down with a fight, a big fight. And um, it's a game that they rue because they could have been, they could have put them on 30 points if they won that game and almost guaranteed, um, guaranteed, not top eight, but almost a top four spot, um, the way they, their draw looks at the back into the season and the Knights well we spoke about them just then about the storm last week um, you've got to look at this game and, and because it's in Canberra at 3 o'clock on a Saturday it's going to be 2 or 3 degrees in the middle of the winter but, but I would not discount the Raiders us, the, the no. Knights there's something about the Knights with Kalen Ponga um, I'll tell you who has been good for them Gamble and Hastings in the halves they're just conniving they're, they're in, their, in the face of their opponents and 
Um, and Lachlan Fitzgibbon and Tyson Brazil in the back row have been really strong. So um, I can't see the Raiders losing this, um, but I can also see the Knights winning it. But I'll, <laughs> I, I'll pick the Raiders. Clear as mud. Uh, yeah. Dan Saifidi being out hurts hurts the Knights because this, this Raiders forward pack, we just spoke about um, the forward pack for the Broncos and the Roosters and what a great battle this be. But when you look at Papali'i, Wolford at nine, Tarpany in the front row, and then your your back row of Young, Whitehead, and Horsburgh at lock. You know, I think Corey Horsburgh is just the ex- state of origin experience for him with Queensland. I think he's got levels to go to now, and um, yeah, I think Raiders will be the beneficiaries. Obviously, uh, Saturday five thirty p.m. down in the Gong, the Dragons hosting a manly side who <sighs> fighting exposed the Sharks a little bit last week, and. You know, you talk about Daly Cherry Evans, the milestone game. Um, we've spoken at length about what a what a career he has had already. You could make an argument uh, with the injury that's injuries that Nathan Cleary has been dealing with. He's the best halfback in the game. At the world. Well, Adam yep. Reynolds, beg your pardon, he's, but he's in the conversation. Is the point? And as long as he's out there leading him around the park, their finals hopes are very much alive. Yeah, he was, he was instrumental in their performance last week, um, albeit they put the white flag up with about 20 to go and the <laughs> Sharks almost got back into it. It was it was a comprehensive display from Manly away, and most of it comes from Cherry Evans. They've got a forward pack who can hold their own, and now that Matt Lodge has been uh, given a spot in their top 13, I, I, <laughs> I, I like their credentials a lot more. He's a, he's a seasoned campaigner, Matt Lodge, and um, that, it definitely makes their pack stronger. Um, as for the Dragons, well, they showed some they showed some glimpses that Shane Flanagan would love to see against the Tigers. In particular, we spoke about Zach Lomax, who was um, his form in this back maybe three or four weeks has been going north, and I like it. I like the way he's just being more selective with his passes. Um, yeah, he's been happy to get on his knees and elbows and get a quick play the ball away, and um, he seems to be back in the groove. So, look, this is a very, this is a toss of a coin for me, and I. I think because Cherry Evans is 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 fit and healthy, and mm. I think because it's his three hundredth game, I think Manly will prevail. Saturday night in the Riff is all right for fighting. Saturday night's all right, all right, all right. All right. The last yeah. thing the Sharks would have wanted off the back of is a fight. Is a is a fight in the Riff, mm. and they got to travel to Penrith to take on the two time premiers. And they're going to do it without the heartbeat, which is Dale Finucan, who looks like he's out for the rest of the year with a bicep injury now. Um, yeah, it, and Nico Hines, the crown slipped a little bit last week. Uh, look, uh, maybe it's been blown up, the the think, think, discussion with the touchy. Well, I, I think, I'll put it this way. Because we've pumped up Nico Hines so much, and rightly so, 40 does away from the field, the way mm-hmm. he's handled the, the personal dramas – so publicly, the way he, you know, he was the reigning Dalian medal winner. Um, I think the way he was handled in origin, people talk about that. Then we see him like a, a mere mortal, you know, be upset with a decision. And we kind of jump on his back and say, well, you know, well, that's not on. But I think he mirrors the desperation of the Sharks at the moment. I think that, you know, they're, they're kind of playing fr- with a, frustrate, a frustration that they just can't click. And I, for, the li- for the life of me, for the life of me, if I'm Craig Fitzgibbon, Matt Moylan's in my top 13 every day of the week if he's fit. I, he, he can set up tries. You've got to work out a way. Named amongst the defi- reserves this week. Yeah, I think Matty Moylan's a game breaker. And I think Nico Hines plays a lot more confident when he's got a bloke like 
Matty Moylan outside him or inside him. Yeah. And, um, but you're right. That's it's going to be a, it's going to be a task because it's seven thirty on a probably a cool night in Penrith. A cool night. Um, it'll be cold as charity. It'll be it'll be freezing. <laughs> um, but Penrith. Um, no Spencer Lenu. Spencer's out. Yeah, with an injury. Um, young. Uh, that means that. Maybe Lindsay Smith. Oh, who's starting for them? Uh, Moses and James Fisher Harris. Okay, that's mm. it there. So Scott Sorensen, they've got a you got Lindsay got Smith a, on the bench. Yeah, he's been he's been fantastic, Lindsay Smith. I, I love mm. watching him. Matt Eisenhurst's been. Uh, oh, he's uh, Matt Eisenhurst's in for Spencer Lenu. Okay, um, look, yeah, look, you can't say anything but a Panthers win. But no. um, you know, these two teams at both end of the competition in 1967. Always have a little bit of a rivalry, and uh, if Sharks are going to bring something, they've got to bring something really, really strong to Penny Park or Bluebet Stadium on Saturday night because the Panthers' defence will be waiting for them. I love seeing the Peach as a Panther again. Like I love him. It's, it's like he's excited again, isn't it? It's, I mean, reborn. And look, I'm a Titan supporter. Everyone knows that. But the worst thing that happened to both uh, Bryce Cartwright and Tyrone Peachy was their Gold Coast adventures. It was the worst thing that so. happened to both their careers. They should never have gone. Um, look, I, you know, we understand why players make the decisions that they do. It's usually financially motivated. But mm. I love seeing him back at the Panthers. Um, and I think, you know, he's he's probably a, a spark as to why they could complete an incredible hat trick of, of uh, premierships. Yeah, they're, they're, the, they're the peripheral players you need when you're get, trying to win competitions because mm. – they just seem to have that same mentality. That's a, it's, it's, it's really, really good to watch. And yeah. as I mentioned at the top of this chat, that yeah, my young bloke is in the the the, the top thirty at Penrith, and watching um, watching him come over from training and talking about these players that he that hopefully one day he plays with, he speaks of them of them like they're his heroes, and that's something mm. to me that is really. Um, really pleasing as a dad that he loves the the situation so much. It's special. You went through the same thing when you first started. Yeah. You, first you're grade. kind of just a gog by watching, mm. watching these guys will do their thing. And so, yeah, look, I, I, I can't say anything but a Penny Panthers uh, victory. And I think it's going to be maybe a long night for the Sharkies. Sunday, Definitely. two o'clock Bulldogs, Dolphins. It's not, it's not irrelevant yet because the Dolphins are still a math- mathematical chance of getting there. Um, we are starting to see the fatigue set in. For this side, um, but yep. the big news during the week for them is, is he's out with an injury. He's the future captain of this team, Tom Gilbert, uh, signing a three-year extension to stick around at the club. Yeah, um, we spoke to Tommy Gilbert on on the rush hour that I do with Liesl Jones and Dobbo, and, and there's this there's this quiet confidence about the team and the, the culture and the attitude oh, look, that they are look who's coming. Look who's going there next year. You've got Flegler, you've got... Herbie. Uh, Herbie Farnworth, um, someone else signed up. I just there signed someone else as well. Just recently, can't remember who it is. There is another. Me. There's another third big one. But but there is. Look again. It's and I'm not saying that the rest of the season doesn't matter. But I, I, look, I think they'll they'll go out there with a with a. a Jeremy we're Marshall King coming back Oval. at nine. Where's Salter Oval? Uh, Bundaberg. Bundaberg. Okay. Yeah, they're so heading to Bundy. They're heading north. A, a Bulldogs home game taking up there. Bulldogs home game, but uh, the game's heading north. And again, great to see the game uh, going bush. I love Jeremy Marshall King back at nine. We we talked about him, how important he was when they jumped out the blocks at the start of the year. Him back into the side at the nine is just is is huge. Um, but on the other side of the field, there's a bloke by the name of Iliami Kikau who comes back into this Bulldog side. Yeah, not since round four have we seen Big Billy since he's uh, done that pec injury. Um, and look, if you look on paper, this is one of their strongest outfits of the season with you know, Karaz and Burns in the centres. I like Karaz in the centres. We can get more ball. Avarillo fullback, I like that. Um, Burton and Sexton. Sexton's a really good 
addition to the doggies. Um, then you've got up front Max King and Tavita, Pengai Jr. It's, 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 it's Avarillo, by the way, is the other one coming to the Dolphins next year. Avarillo, that's right. He's just signed, yes. Mm. So that's a fantastic signing for the Dolphins. Um, look, I don't know. This is a really tough game. What, what are the odds? Dogs are outsiders, two twenty-five. Dolphins yeah. are $1.62. Yeah, uh, look, I don't know. I'm leaning towards the Dolphins, I think, because okay. it's in, in Queensland. Interesting to see if we get to see Roger Ramjet as a Bulldog for the first time, Liam Knight. Um, yeah. He's named amongst the reserves. I think so. But, yeah, I think, I think he is, yeah. Um, I think if you're going to bring him in, you play him. So I wouldn't be do. surprised if you see him run him out there. Uh, Titans, Cowboys, Sunday afternoon. This one's on the Gold Coast. I'm actually doing this one. I'm, I'm on the sideline. Oh, for Triple M for this game. So, fantastic. Um, I don't know what the policy is on cheering for a team from the sideline, but I'll be no, doing no, it. It's, it's uh, encouraged. It's encouraged. Uh, no Tino, obviously. That's the that's that's the big story the big for game. the Gold Coast yep. Titans. He didn't play last week either. But no Tino. Um, you almost want, and I'm sure Jim Lenahan, who's interim coach, and Des, who uh, have I don't know if it's got out. Dobbo broke this story on. Um, Triple M's rush hour a couple of weeks back, but Des has been up here, and Des, Des and his team have been measuring out the Gold Coast training facilities for all their cameras, for all their equipment. Oh, the mad scientist oh. is going to work already. Oh, yeah. He's, he's. Okay, so <laughs> the first edit I would be giving to the mad scientist, Desi Hasler, is you've got to find a place for Jaden Campbell in your 13. Mm-hmm. He's, no, he's wasted as he's wasted as number 14. Last weekend, what was the stat? They were, getting, they were behind by a certain amount. And then he come on and they he scored out they scored out in points while he was on. He's just too good. Where a would you he's, play him? I'd play him halfback. I'd play him half in the halves, half or five eight. I'd put uh, I'd put Tanner Boyd as number fourteen. And what happens I'd, if I'd, Ben Hunt turns up next year? Um, well, if Ben Hunt turns up, it might be time for Jaden Campbell to look for another club because <laughs> he's too good to play fourteen. He's way too good to play fourteen, and he he would be a, a superstar at any other club. And the Titans were what, they're coming. Oh, look, there's, there's still they're a chance a mathematically, a but the the, no. the momentum's gone. They're going not down the Tino. backwards. But not no, Play, um, playing a team that's won their last six games against the Cowboys, who are mm-hmm. um, who who basically have to. There's no resting for the Cowboys because no. of their because of their um, peril at the start of the year and then having such a slow start out of the blocks. Yeah. They've basically got to make every post a winner to try and finish in the top four. Because as we know, Liam, if you don't finish in the top four, you cannot win the competition. Yeah. So. Yeah, back to the Titans. Um, I don't know, mate. I, I can can Kieran Foran play number nine? He can, but you've brought Sam Verrills up from the Roosters. Yeah, I know, but who's a genuine you, nine? I know that. It doesn't. Sometimes it's about as Jack Gibson used to say: you you find your best thirteen players, and you find a position for them on the field. Doesn't matter where they play. Jaden Campbell he, needs to be on that field because he's too good. He's not a, well, he's an impact player, but imagine if he started the game the other, other day against the Roosters. Could you play what him mean? as a centre? Um, I mean, you could. yeah, you look, could. Look, you've got Jojo you, you, Jafita you, and Brian Kelly in there at the moment, but could you play him as, because he, he if, if look, not to make it a Titans thing, because I know it's not the no, it's, most it's back club in the world, but it is an interesting conversation at the moment. If you, the undeniables is AJ Brimson is your fullback. AJ is a fullback, right? So if yeah. you if you cancel that's, that's out the idea, he, that's the only place he can play. Play him at fullback, and then you've got Kieran Foran, Tanner Boyd, uh, Jaden Campbell, Sam Verrills, these these players that you know. Chris Randall's on the bench as well. He did a really good job for, of filling in for Sam Verrills while he was out with that shoulder injury, um, and potentially Ben Hunt turning up next year. That's the jigsaw puzzle you got to solve. 
Yeah, and that's that's one, that's one I'm glad I don't do because I know <laughs> uh, I know Tanner Boyd is his managers come out and said that you know over the last you know six months he's been one of the most improved players in the comp. But I, I agree, he's a fantastic player. Mm. But, but do they I, win a if, comp? If, do okay, they win a I'm, comp with him at halfback? No, they don't. If I'm if I'm buying, uh, I'm a new club and I'm buying uh, a new player and it's out of Jaden Campbell and Tanner Boyd. I'm, I'm taking Jaden Boyd, uh, Jaden Campbell every day of the week. Of course you are. There isn't a club. I mean, there isn't a club uh, in the comp that wouldn't. And that's that's the hard the hard reality. The fact that they can't find a spot for him in the thirteen. Um, I know he just resigned for an extended period of time, Jaden yeah. Campbell, but he is he's an out and out first grader. Um, I, well, even on the, even on the wing, put him on the wing. And and I guess the thing is, when you well, I mean that's where it gets hard because Carl Pereira has been outstanding this oh, season, and Philip Sami's a rep, he's an Origin winner, winger, so you're actually sweet at wing. Um, the thing is, in Des we trust. Des is going to turn up next year. Uh, I have no doubt that Des has Des has got knows in his mind how he wants that side to look next year. Well, he knows. We all know that how his relationship is with Kieran Foran, so he's going to be a five eight, no matter what, or maybe yeah. half. And here's the other thing I, I would if say. If Ben Hunt comes, if Ben Hunt comes. The other thing I would say, MG, I would love to see Kieran Foran made captain. I don't think Tino needs the burden, right? No. And I know it's not a burden necessarily, but just let Tino be Tino. He's a leader in his actions. Let Kieran Foran, the veteran, manage all that mm. that comes with being an NRL well, captain. If, well, if Hunt comes, I'd give it to Hunt. Saying all that, Cowboys win by 20. <laughs> <laughs> they will. They will. Yeah. Um, righto, that's the round. Now, I've run okay. a ladder predictor, and I'm going to do one of these for you each week, each with we a different go. theme. Okay. The theme of the ladder predictor this week was mm. team higher up the ladder wins. This is if, – if we run chalk, if we run – not not taking into account form, if we just look at where these teams sit on the ladder for the yep. remainder of the regular season, this is the first week of the finals. The Panthers play the Raiders mm-hmm. at home. The Broncos will play the Warriors at home. Mm-hmm. The Rabbitohs will play Manly at home. And the Storm will take on the Cowboys. That's your first week of finals. If, if we, if, if everything Storm goes... Storm Cowboys in elimination. Elimination. Wow. Rabbitohs v. Manly elimination. Storm yep. v. Cowboys elimination. And then you wow. got the, uh, the Panthers taking on the Raiders, both teams with a double chance, and the Broncos taking on the Warriors. Well, there's a top four that no one would have predicted at the start of the year. No one would have no predicted one. that. Warriors. Well, look, we don't talk enough about the Warriors. They've got the, they've got the buy this round, so we didn't talk about them today. But this is a team that spent 1,036 days away from their their loved ones. Now they're now speaking to a couple of more brother-in-laws, Samoan, and he's got family in New Zealand. They can't get tickets to the game. It's a festival every time they play. Imagine this, this team getting a home semi and, and trying to be the team to go there and, and dislodge them. I mean, we've got to do more for them. For the sacrifice they've made, we need to do something for them. We need to – they need an NRLW team because they had one before the, the pandemic. And I think we've got to bend over backwards to help the New Zealand Warriors in any way, shape, or form. Because I think at the moment, Adam, Andrew Webster is going to be the, the coach of the year. And the way he's got this team purring is just a fantastic story in, in, in the NRL. How uh, – it's, it's great. And how good is – I didn't know that stat about the fact that you can't, or you, you, the games are sellouts every time they're at home. And, and what a vibe. That builds the vibe. That builds the oh, vibe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the other thing I'll say about Sean Johnson, which, you know, Daly Cherry Evans is, is 34. Sean Johnson's still only 32. Yeah. Adam Reynolds. What's Adam Reynolds? 32? 
Uh, Renault, I think Renault's 33, okay. potentially. But you know, the point is that Sean Johnson, the way he's playing... Um, well, he's got another two or three, isn't he? Oh, it's so exciting. And Andrew Webster. So you've got that veteran half who, who's confident and comfortable With a leading... Coach. And and all of a sudden, Andrew Webster starts to go, well, now we can bring these. I've heard Ben Teo talk about on his podcast that he started up with GERDs, which is good, the medicine. You should give it a listen, by the way. Yeah, I did. That's great. Benny Teo talks about he saw, as in his rollout at Redcliffe, he saw a lot of the young talent that the Warriors have through their systems when the Warriors were based over here. And he was just saying, he's like, well, the talent's not a question. Talent's no. not an issue for this team. The kids they've got coming through are amazing. It's the It's the... It's the coaching at the top level and it's the systems that they're implementing around the, the senior team. And clearly, Andrew Webster has worked parts of that out this oh, year. He's, so. a good, he's just a good man. He's like, I, I, I haven't heard one person from Penrith um, say anything bad about him leaving or him as a coach. Everyone, he, he got everyone's blessing. Same as Serato. I, um, I was going to say. Exactly the same thing. So when you've got a club like that purring along and one of them goes to another club and, and you see the success and it's kind of polar, polarizing what's happened to Serrato and, and that Webster, we, we all thought it'd be the opposite way around. But at the moment, um, Andrew Webster's, I think the out of sight, out of mind bloke is, is, is winning because they, they are buying into what he believes in. And, mm. and he's, he's just, he's making things really simple for the Warriors and they're playing a simple game. Um, Adam Fanua Blake's in career best form. Dallin Wattini Zelezniak is in Just call him DWZ. DWZ. Wade Egan is one of the form dummy halves in the competition. Dill Walker. We talked about Dylan him last Walker, week. Probably the best. If you're going to give a uh, a Dally M for the best number fourteen, he gets it. He gets <laughs> they should it. give a Dally M for the best fourteen. I think they do. I think they do. They should get at least two. Because Joe Devega got it once. Can I just send a I'd send a not an aggressive message, but just a just a reminder to everybody out there who, in, since last week, when MG floated out the idea that the Warriors could finish top two and make a grand final, the amount of People I've seen roll out that take as their own in the last seven oh, days, MG. Really? It's a disgrace. Yeah. It's a disgrace the amount of you know people we, who are suddenly... You know, we, we, you know we set the news, we don't take it. It is. A, it is. I mean, at least just tip your cap to the Wild Panther yeah. and just acknowledge that the seed was planted here on MG's Rugby <laughs> League Rundown, please. There we go. Righto, time so, for us to so, get out of here. Big weekend of footy ahead. It all kicks off tomorrow night uh, with the Broncos taking on the Roosters at the Gabba. MG, you enjoy your weekend of footy. Adios, buddy. Triple M Footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.